El Rio. Began her life in 1978 as a leather Brazilian gay bar. We are an LGBTQ plus space who is welcoming to all good people. We actively invest in communities to promote social change. We actively invest in our local arts and music scene to give space for artists. We actively pursue underserved communities in the use of our space. We are an awesome supporter of the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, hosting an incredible offside show. Wednesday, March 4th, 9 to 11 p.m. with LGBTQ plus and allied comics. So come out to 3158 Mission. Controversy. Welcome to Joke Workshop here, 6 o'clock every Monday at mutinyradio.fm. we got a room full of dudes ready to tell their jokes to each other. Please remember that uh, when you are at the Joke Workshop, take notes, pay attention to each other, and you make the Joke Workshop. So if you're like, I don't fucking care, then it'll suck. But if you're like, I'm going to listen and be awesome and help give tags and all that kind of stuff, then it's going to be a great show for all of us. All right. Uh, hey, we got the list. Your first comedian has a big show tomorrow at Sally Tomatoes. So take notes and be cool and give him all the new tags and let him run his stuff. He's going to be great tomorrow. Sally Tomatoes, yay. Put your hands together, everybody, for Nick Scarpino. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Pam. Uh, is that Kasim back there? Right on, man. Doing, doing comedy in front of Kasim just reminds me of every time you've destroyed me on Joke Parade at Punchline. That's super fun. It's a little triggering, but I love you. A little bit, no? Nothing? Okay. A uh, little bit about me. Just recently started doing Adderall for the first time. I know. I know. And, uh, you know, I was a little disappointed when I found out uh, what Adderall really is. Do you guys know what it really is? It's awesome is what it is. It's a hell of a drug. It's a hell of a way to start a morning, too. Uh, no, uh, actually, real talk. Do you guys know what it really is? Yeah. Awesome. Again, I feel like <laughs> we just went over this, and somebody's having a little trouble paying attention. I recommend Adderall. It's a dumb joke, but I like starting off with that. Uh, anyone have any kids in the audience? No? Matt, you got a couple floating around somewhere, right, that you think of? <laughs> yeah, good for you. There might be, for all we know, we all might be your kid. <laughs> Old motherfucker. Um... I don't understand why people have kids, truth be told. They're scary, right? Th these things are just the most ridiculous little monsters I've ever seen in my life. The other day I was at a post office and I saw this mother was filling out like her package. Meanwhile, her child was in the back next to this birthday card stand, just taking cards off the stand and throwing them on the ground. And finally the mother noticed and she looked over right as the kid picked up another card. She goes, Skylar, Skylar, don't you throw that card on the ground. And the kid just threw the card on the ground. And then she goes, Skylar, don't pick up another card. Of course, the kid picked up another card. She said, don't throw that on the ground, Skylar. And Skylar, what did Skylar do? Just threw that card right on the ground again. So the mother looks at me like, what am I supposed to do here? So I picked up a card. And I just threw that fucker on the ground. And I was like, now you have to deal with both of us, bitch. Okay, forget it. That's not going to work. Um, I will say this, though. People who have kids, I don't, they have to do with real shit, right? Like, uh, we, is anyone, no one has kids here, right? What's the tough? You have a kid? How many kid do you kids do you have? It's hard, right? Sometimes they get sick. You got to take them to the hospital. It's the worst thing ever. 
The hardest thing I had to deal with last week was I got a burrito stuck in my cup holder. That is legitimately a thing. Follow me on this. I was eating a burrito on the 101 on the freeway, and I put it down into my cup holder. And then when I went to get it out, it wouldn't it wouldn't come out. So I started like kind of tugging at this thing, and my buddy's in the seat next to me, just laughing his ass off. But after five minutes, he was like, "I, I should probably help Nick out." So he starts tugging it also. And then to the casual passerby, it just looks like we're both jerking each other off on the 101. And then my buddy gets the bright idea. He's like, you know, I know what I'll do. I'll eat some of the burrito, right? Because that's like, how do you get a car out of the mud? You deflate the tire. So he goes down, right? And he starts eating. He just starts eating this burrito. And meanwhile, I lock eyes with a 10-year-old in the car next to me. And I just think I got to make better life choices is what I got to think. Uh... Thank God, my buddy. And thank God there was no sour cream in that burrito because when my friend came up, it would have been bad. It would have been bad. It's You know it's a bad joke when Pan just moans from the next room. Just, ah, I got another hour of dudes talking about blowing burritos on the 101. Isn't that just lovely? Uh, 40 years old. Just turned 40 in January. I know. I made it. Ha! Don't fucking push me, man. I can say, watch this. Oh, my. Matt Cork. There it is. Fucking rear naked choke this mic right off the stage. Forget about it. Um, one of the great parts about being 40 is that you just, when people invite you to shit you don't want to do, you just say no, right? In your 30s, you had to come up with an excuse, but now I just go, no. My buddy was like, you want to go to a bachelor party? I got engaged. I'm like, no, I don't like bachelor parties. And my, the last bachelor party I went to, I got so fucking drunk, I teleported. You ever been there? You ever been there? Right? You're at the bar one second, and the next second, you're like, how'd I get into the bathroom? It's tough. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've never liked these things. I haven't liked bachelor parties since the very first one I went to when we were all broke and we barely had enough money to get a stripper to come to the hotel room and nobody remembered anything to play music on. So the best we could do is just turn the clock radio on in the corner and like hope for the best. And I'll tell you guys, you have not lived until you've watched a stripper dance her way through a 1877 Cars for Kids commercial. That's something that sticks with you. Uh, I think that's it for me. Thank you guys so much. Let's give it back to the room. Thanks. Nick Scorpino, everyone. Uh, I liked your tag better when you talked about the sour cream on his face yesterday at OMG. I like it better that way. Okay. It's not too much with the blowing and jerking at the same time? No. No. I mean, you go for the jerk first and then you go for the blow, which is kind of like the natural progression of things, I would think. I mean, I imagine so. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i was gonna say adding sour cream i think is one of those places where it's, it's okay to make it up like as long as the joke still maintains its uh emotional truth sure you can you can add some you were, i thought you were gonna use the word integrity i'm like don't use that word for any of my <laughs> yeah. Yeah. jokes like that's i think that's where you'd want to actually add sour cream. okay i'll and, put the sour cream yesterday back yesterday you were more animated about like trying to jerk the burrito out of the cup holder. Yeah. There was a lot of the physical activity that you did yesterday. Okay. Because this really landed at OMG last night. It did. It did. A lot of people like burritos and jerking off. So. Y- it was Well, it was funny because everyone, everyone knows where you're going, and then when you get there, it still pays off. Got so it. That's good. Okay. Um, you also missed a tag you did last night where you said fast forward through the boring parts. Do you ever – you said, do you ever oh, teleport? Right. Fuck, thank you. Yeah, you, thank do you, you ever teleport – all of a sudden, you're in the kitchen. All of a sudden, you're in the bathroom. Right, right, I'm just right. Fast forwarding I said some people call parts. it blacking out, but I just call it 
fast forwarding through the boring parts. Exactly. Which okay, I, I like enjoyed that. very much. I'll keep that back in. Thank yeah, you. Put that back in. And uh, motherfucker, why aren't you singing the 187 Cars for Kids song? Oh, I ran out of time. I usually, oh, I well didn't you know how much time I had. You plenty of time. Oh, all right. Do you, uh, you didn't sing it last night either. No, I just, I, I like to close with it, but honestly, it gets stuck in people's heads and that's kind of the joke and I don't want to torture right. people with that today. But you could, but the, it gives you an opportunity for a Stellar act out, doesn't it? Oh, I for mean, sure. Come well, on. it also gets audience participation if I close with it for the next comic. So that's yes. always fun too. Yeah. They get they get into it and they're like, okay, I'm, they, anyone can make me sing at any time. So I don't Perfect. know the rest of the words to it though. I just know the first part. That's all you need. I yeah. think that's all they say is one, eight, seven, 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 seven cars, cars for, for kids. Okay, <laughs> yeah. There's like an extended verse where they talk about how terrible these kids are. Don't give them cars. I don't know. Does anyone else have any comments for Nick Scarpino? Silence. All right. How about clapping? Thank you, guys. Thanks, Scarpino. Yay. All right. I just found out your next com comedian. I didn't know he ran a room up at the top of Knob Hill. That's exciting. I uh, haven't, haven't, haven't heard about it, but I'm excited. It's on Now I know about it because I don't work on Thursdays. So maybe someday I'll get to go on his show at Knob Hill. Hey, everybody, clap your hands in a wild, slappy-like motion for Pete Ballmer. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, this is gone. Okay, cool. Uh, I, uh, I I dated an older woman a little while back, and uh, it was pretty cool. I'd highly recommend uh, dating an older woman if you're a guy and what you're looking for out of a relationship is feedback. Because <laughs> it turns out I'm doing a lot of things incorrectly. And there's a solution for everything that she knows. Uh, this started, I was 23, she was 33 at the time. And at first, I think she was like kind of playfully amused by me. Like the first time she went into my bedroom, she walked in, she's like, oh, okay, so you uh, hang your curtains up with push pins? <laughs> That's uh, cute, I guess. I'm like, yeah, it makes my room feel like a treehouse. It's awesome. <laughs> But over time, she definitely like, had enough of my shit. There was this one dinner uh, where it all just kind of came out. We're eating dinner together, and she was going in on me. We were sitting there at first. She's like, I don't think you're supposed to be using your fork like that. I was like, can you please just let me enjoy my sushi? It was quiet for a bit. Then she was like, damn, you sure do wear that yellow T-shirt a lot. And I was like, yeah, I'm trying to impress you. <laughs> Sorry. And then uh, I tried to, like, you know, I was like, oh, so you had your uh, going away party for your boss at work today. How did that go? And she was like, it was fine. Uh, I think that people would take you more seriously if you didn't fidget so much. I was like, damn, I didn't even know that was a problem that I had. Uh, stoked to work on this deeply subconscious behavior. Uh, let's see how it goes. We ended up uh, breaking things off, though, just because, like, I don't know, we were in very different stages of our lives. She told me that in, uh, you know, the next few years she'd be looking to have kids, and I definitely wasn't in any position to install a curtain rod, so <laughs> that seems like something you gotta do before you have kids. It's like a couple levels before. Uh, I got one curtain rod in my room now, so I learned my lesson, but the back two curtains are push pinned up. Uh, when I was in my freshman year of college, uh, I was 18, I'd just gotten there, I was hanging out with my friend Dave, and uh, he got a text from someone, and he, uh, or no, he didn't, well he did, but I didn't need to say that. He turns to me, he's like, dude, I just got a text from my friend, and Seattle Seahawks' Richard Sherman is working out at the gym near us right now. And I was like, no way. Richard Sherman is at our gym. I was a Seattle Seahawks fan at the time. I had one jersey. I owned a Richard Sherman jersey. So I put on the Richard Sherman jersey, 
We walked over to the gym. We went down the stairs. We get into the weight room and like looking around, and then we see him. It's Richard Sherman. He's just looking, you know, super. T- he's like six foot six, super cut, just putting up a ton of weight. He's got the dreadlocks. And then we go up to him. I got my phone out. I was gonna be ready to take a picture. And then he turned around, and it was not Richard Sherman. <laughs> it was just a guy. And uh, at first, I thought I could salvage it. Uh, I was like, maybe I'm just waiting in line for the machine. But then I remembered I was wearing jeans and a lanyard. Uh, <laughs> it was like very much not leg-pressed clothing. Uh, and the guy looked around. He kind of put together what was going on. He was very cool about it. He was like, I could still take a picture if you want, but like, might not be what you're looking for. And uh, so I turned and left, and that interaction really like turned me off from sort of you know going up and asking celebrities for pictures. I think that's a dumb thing to do, right? What would I have done with a picture of me and Richard Sherman? Shown it to people? Ew. Like. When I see a picture of someone posing uh, with a celebrity, to me, that's just photo evidence that you bothered someone. <laughs> it's not like y- they ever approached you. It's not like, y- you know, you were in a grocery store and Matthew Broderick came up to you and was like, hey, that's a cool hat. Like, can I get a pic real quick? Nah, dude, you were bothering Ferris Bueller on his day off. I thought that was very clever, the, the Ferris Bueller day off thing. Uh, I'll end real quick. Uh, I, was, I stayed on sick recently. And um, my roommate came home from work, and they saw me sitting on the couch. And uh, he was like, damn, did you uh, stay home today? I was like, ah, yeah, I'm sick. And he goes, oh, you don't look sick. And, like, I was actually really happy to hear that because it was good to know that even though I was sick enough, I needed to, like, stay home and rest all day, that I still looked like I was lying. Uh, (laughs) All right, okay, cool. Thanks, guys. Beat Bomber, everyone. No wonder you guys broke up. She sounded like a judgmental cunt face. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your words. I had no I had no sympathy for her whatsoever. Yeah. I think that I think that joke has a lot of legs. I'm there's something funnier than like push pins is funny, but there's gotta be something more that like more of those mundane things that guys in their twenties like like you don't have like you don't have a you don't have a a mattress cover on your bed or like you don't you don't make your bed there's got to be something yeah, there no, like of all of those like a list of some kind there's definitely a bunch of those yeah. um you lost me for a minute and a half because i don't give a fuck about football and i had no idea we were talking about so okay that's fine but i mean that's i'm also a lady and well but uh, but the, the so the, the point of the joke is that uh and i kind of got lost in this because but it was just like somebody was like oh there's this football player and we sh- he's at our gym we should go see him and then we went to go see him and it was not the football player that was that's the whole point right yeah but once you said football player i was like and you start saying names i was like i don't i don't care i just okay. tuned right out yeah it's, sorry that's fine. i don't care yeah honesty um i don't know if this would be in your voice but i got the message about the dating the older woman joke that like oh it was helpful to get feedback from someone older than you yes um and uh how old are you 25 okay so this might not be in your voice but for some reason i just pictured being like and you know that was really helpful um I'm 25 and now I'm dating an 18-year-old and telling her everything <laughs> she's doing wrong. Hey. Like, again, I, that's what I thought of. But I think it, I, don't, I think it's you know I think there's a funny angle there where like it's really more of a, a like turn. women. Well, but it's also well, it's also kind of fun because like women are definitely just like more put together than men in general, yeah. and so it's like I could, well, but I could do a thing where it's like so now right. it's awesome because I'm date I'm 25 I'm dating a 22-year-old and she has her shit together way more than there's me. That, like yes, that's kind yeah. of a fun. Yeah, that's still consistent with what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good suggestion. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, just in the interest of self-preservation, you know that people in San Francisco hate 
the Seahawks, right? Yeah. Okay. Just wanted you to be aware. Uh, yeah. Do you know why? Because I don't give a shit about. Yeah. I don't. I don't give a shit about sports. It's not. <laughs> I just yeah. wanted to make sure you knew that. Yeah. Just thank you, man. Just tread lightly. Yeah, I'll, I'll tread lightly. I would like to point out that Pam missed your punchline in one direction and he missed it in the other. That that was a solid joke. Uh, and speaking of solid thank jokes, you. Jesus. Yeah. speaking of solid jokes, that Ferris Bueller joke was really clever. Thank you, thank you, I appreciate that. that. Yeah, I felt very proud of that. All right, thanks, guys. Yay, Pete Palmer! <laughs> All right, that's how the joke workshop works. Um, Kasim Bentley's back here today too. You know, Kasim, if you want to give them any help or listen, you're listening. You've got the thing that you're welcome to pick up a microphone and say, do you want to say anything about your new show or what's going to be happening? I just want to say you all should quit comedy. Uh, <laughs> like, guess you're a bunch of white guys in San Francisco. You guys, this, it's already <laughs> made for you. This is, this is very sad. Uh, I just want to let you know that this is the reason why I'm here. This is, I, I've been brought by Live Nation to say this. No, nothing could make me happier than being in a room full of men that are majorly. It's a room full of rapists. I mean, I just yeah, want to say it's all these all a bunch of me tooers. I've there. I've never all me tooers. No, they're just they talk about. They all believe all Harvey Weinstein so should funny. be. He was a good guy, and I mean, I think that, which he was, he was, he was a hero. He just liked baths. He's okay? white Bill Cosby. He just liked baths. No, this is fun. I, I like this. This is like comedy college with no expectations. Yeah. I mean, and this it's is, way cheaper. It's way cheaper. I, I don't, don't know about that. I make people pay $2. For your soul, I don't know. But this is, no, this is good. I, I do think this is, what, this is funny because, like, you see guys who don't have get constructive criticism. They just end up years and years and years, and then they end up being delusional at Milk Bar. You know what I mean? So this is this is <laughs> That this was is me good. last night. I was delusional No, you're, at Milk you're Bar. great. You're great. Aww, we, were in, we were in a commercial together. We were in a commercial you, together. If you do this long enough, you'll be in an erectile dysfunction commercial. <laughs> I am the face of erectile dysfunction. Putting your relationship at risk. <laughs> making sure your boyfriend's dick doesn't work. You know? <laughs> oh. oh, shit, I just ripped the microphone off. <laughs> oh, shit. Whoa, it's like doing a black show. What's, your, what's your show going to be called? It's called White Slavery. It's called your your show on Sunday from 4 to 6 is going to be called White Slavery? It was, yeah. It was going That's to, hilarious. I love it. It was going, yeah. Yeah, it, great. Fantastic. I believe in reparations. Well, uh, this, isn't, this isn't about reparations. Oh, okay. Well, it's not about reparations. Uh, <laughs> Your next comedian, uh, he's going to be getting up right now. There was a little switcheroo, but here he is. Everybody, he's good. He's good. It's everybody. It's Kyle Morrissey. Yay. Yeah. That was the first time Kasim ever addressed me. I mean, indirectly, but I feel so honored. Um, good to be here. Uh, I have vices. Anyone here have vices? Yeah, probably. Uh, how about porn? Yeah, probably. Um, uh, a lot of people say porn is unrealistic. Uh, not if you look close enough. Um, it's actually a pretty accurate depiction. Like, you get in there, you look, you're like, yeah, that's that's how I do it. Uh, maybe not without the pink tennis shoes, but uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty accurate depiction of of, of how people have sex. Um, a lot of people say no, porn changes the way you view and engage in sex. I'm like, life imitates art, man. <laughs> I have been following the presidential race. Uh, I noticed a lot of people don't like Pete Buttigieg. Uh, a lot of gay people don't like Pete Buttigieg. They say that he is exploiting his gayness. They say that he's gay for the clout. Um, and I think, you know what, I think I kind of believe him. Um, I think people have kind of noticed lately something like that is marketable. 
and they make that the focus uh, as opposed to you know their values uh, to get ahead or to make profit, which means that those people, their entire career boils down to the age-old high school question, bro, would you suck a dick for a million dollars? Okay, cool. Uh, for a lot of these people, it's a resounding yes. And when you think about it, you're like, yeah, I, I would too. That makes complete sense. Uh, especially if you're already gay. You're like, I've been doing this for years. I can I can monetize this now. I uh, I took a 23andMe test recently and found out I was part Japanese, which would explain why I've been wanting to hang myself from a tree. Um, I uh, I grew up around here. I went to I went to high school around here. Um, I I went to uh, school where people didn't really like to learn. And whenever I see high school Jeopardy, I'm a little confused because I want to know where they got those students. Um, because where I went, if you even raised your hand to answer a question in class, you were a loser. And if it were my classmates on high school Jeopardy, just at a podium, I think Alex Trebek would be exhausted. Uh, you just the co clock would be counting down each time, and he'd just be like anybody, and it would boop boop boop, and he'd be like it was Othello, and everyone knew that. But God forbid one of the kids answers, raises his hand, to answer it, and the kid at the podium next to him is just like gay. <laughs> That was the kind of high school I went to. Um, we would we play this game uh, called the penis game. You guys know what the penis game is? Uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know what the penis game is, it's it's when you whoever uh, you you try to shout penis as loud as possible without getting caught, and that's it. Uh, that's how you win. Um, and we were playing the penis game one time in French class. Uh, we were playing a more adv advanced version of it called hand job. Uh, I'll let you figure out how y you play that. Um, and this one dude, big dude in the back, David, uh, big dude on the football team, he was like, I'm going to win this right now, guys. And uh, it was finals week, so he raises his hand, and he goes, Madam Dowden, uh, how much did you say the extra credit was worth? Hand job. Rumor goes dead quiet. And David gets in a lot of trouble. Uh, she kicks David out of class. David doesn't get to take French. I don't think he passes it. Uh, I never saw David again. <laughs> Um, and I always wondered, like, did David learn his lesson until I was watching the Niners versus the Packers about three years ago? And, and I always wondered, like, old good old David Bakhtiari, did he ever learn his lesson? Uh, good old, that was his name, David Bakhtiari. And I'm watching this Niners versus Packers game, and the announcer goes, and now, starting for the Packers, just signed a $45 million four-year contract, starting linebacker David Bakhtiari, and he comes walking onto the field. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, he didn't even pass French. The nostalgic times of Kyle Morrissey. That was, that was just like that was like someone telling you about their dreams or about their acid trip. Like, <laughs> I'm sure that was really meaningful to you. Um, um, if you're gonna do the French stroke, can you can you call a hand job en français like travail mans like oh. hand job? Travail is to work. That's good. M a n s pronounced, but I don't know if you want to do it correctly or not. Okay. And he was good with his hands. Is he a is he a wide receiver? Okay. I don't know. 
uh, it was, it's funny to listen to a 20 year old wax nostalgic about high school <laughs> and I'm not that, I'm not it that was young. so long ago. It was like, uh, are you, you're not like 26? I'm 28. Oh, okay. You said 20. You just jumped, made a huge I know, in jump. your 20s. It's just funny because I know, I know it's time for your 10-year reunion. It's been a reunion. long 10 years. It's a 10-year reunion. I get it. You're being nostalgic. It's fine. Um, just for a fact thing, it, you're, you had a punch. You, it took a minute and 20 seconds to get your first punchline, which was then uh, how, much, like the, how much would you suck a dick for? But um, okay. there's got to be some more. I mean, it took it took a, it was that a whole was the minute. second joke. Oh, oh my God! I'm so yeah, sorry. No, I didn't the get first the first one. The first one didn't then. get a laugh. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. Different. <laughs> because <laughs> I looked at the clock and I'm like, oh well, there's the punchline. Oh, it's a minute and twenty in. I was like, wow. But this was sort of today seemed like sort of like storytelling day for you, anyways. Like you were just sort of just got to process processing and rambling through things. I'm so glad Matt let me have a spot. <laughs> Aren't you? Was that? Was it so worth it? Yeah, he bumped me for that set. I just want to <laughs> reiterate. But on a good, it was an in, storytelling is nice too. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> have to always be. Does anybody have comments? Justine, you want to say okay. something? Um, yeah, I'm really excited for this. <laughs> no, no, I'm not gonna. You know what? I don't like usually giving structural criticism. You know, for jokes that everybody. You know, you're in a point where you're still, you know, understanding what's funny and like how to yeah. make it funny. Um, I still feel you should quit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, 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 because I'm being serious. But I, I but no, I'm, I'm being very serious. But I, th- but I think that you're gonna keep going. She did say something really interesting about, you know, it's funny about getting the criticism. It's sometimes you find that there is something much deeper laying within it. Like what her criticism is about her being an older person. She can see like that's funny about number one your age you don't look twenty so that's really no, interesting. Not at all. So you did twenty six or twenty eight? How old are you? I'm twenty eight. Yeah, so you did. That's really funny to wax nostalgia. So that is funny. A funny aside or a funny thing to think about like how people your age do have do feel like in this age get the you know they feel they have a voice to talk about like yesteryear and it's like who the fuck are you you know what I mean? So that's funny. Uh, the fact that you do you know French? Not anymore. But you took French in high school. You don't know it anymore. God no, no. Oh okay. That's no. funny too. Like, why don't you feel the need to know French? Why? What is about that? I I tried to. Uh, uh, I guess I had a punch line that was kind of in that ballpark about how I wasn't good at it. Yeah. Um, where I was like, hey, like this guy didn't even pass French. Like I passed French. Like I got a C plus, but I passed. Um, that didn't work. <laughs> it's funny watching you because I feel like. People are rooting for you, but you're not rooting for yourself. Interesting. You know what I mean? Okay. So it's kind of interesting, like because you're yeah, a good-looking yeah. guy. Right. You're very sad. Right. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't know who touched you, yeah. but I mean, <laughs> me but, neither. I can't remember. But see, the, but that's you <laughs> see. But I don't know a lot about you. Right. right. But I assume a lot about you. Well, so that if I may, I always assume that when I come up on stage, people assume exactly what you just said about like it, he looks like everybody but that's funny right there else. that observation about yourself is very funny when you walk on stage people assume yada 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 and right. then your whole point is to deconstruct that right you know okay. what i mean i'm not trying to get all into hacker studio right now with you no, right no, now I but it's it. like yeah. but that those these what i'm saying like when i watch you you already piqued my interest because you just you have like this 
third version of Superman looking ass dude, right? You know what I mean? And you're up there and you're just like, oh, I'm sad. And like, why are you so fucking sad? You have a jawline. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can see your dick. True. <laughs> that's true. It's like, yeah. I don't, but I, I need I to know more about you. Shaving was the way to go. Like, yeah. I, I, I really, at the end of all this, the reason why it could win more is that what else is going on in the hood? You know what I mean? I think it's funny though what you do know. Right. But like, how do you deal with these things? That's right. the that's the funny thing about you, but thank you. But you still should quit. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Put your hands together, every everybody. Day. Thanks, Susie. Kyle Morrissey. <laughs> Yay! Your next comedian, uh, what a what a joy and, and wonderment he is to hang out with. Uh, every we hung out last night, and it was fun. We had a good time. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Pancake. Hi, thank you. Um, when I'm done, hold your applause if you really enjoyed it. Um, not to give the radio dead air, but just I, I need some actual um, real feedback. So uh, my donation is I bought soap for the bathroom. I I just like to be clean, everyone. It's it's not it's not really for you, <laughs> so much as it is for me later. because uh, so I was here last week, and uh, you know this is eating into my time. So Pam, I don't. Uh, you you just you were just hanging out with a toddler, and and you asked it um, if if it was really hungry, would it ever eat? And if it only had uh, livestock, would it ever eat them? And it, uh, the child said no. And this is why we are going to we're doomed as a species. Okay, we created higher math. We went to the moon. We, all due respect, all due respect, shut your face. I'm sure we went to, so, so, mm, we have rockets. We can blow each other up a thousand times over. And that's also why the child has anemia. (laughs) Oh, my, my parents don't let me eat meat. You're supposed to have meat in your uh, growing up. If if there's no meat in your diet, you're going through a famine. There's no one hunting in your in your tribe. Okay? Sorry. Altoids hurt my mouth. They sting. I'm sorry there was no punchline on that first one. Just so the comedians here, sorry, uh, whatever you guys want to call yourselves, are, are going to talk about here tonight sex and suicide. You know, just write what you know. <laughs> I was born the day JFK died. It also fell on a Thanksgiving. Uh, no, no real punchline there, just... To storytelling again. Who is my father, though, if you're wondering? Well, he's my dad. I was one of the kids on Maury. You know, I forgot to begin my set with a ceremony. 
And that's exactly what I'll do for you here. I need to bless the stage. Oh, O'Reilly's. Auto parts, yeah. Ow. Um, does anyone, does, any, does anyone, yes? I have, yes, yes. Was anyone growing up in the Bay when they were a kid? Anyone? Yeah? Anyone from out of state, though? All right. Any, who thinks they're here to visit? Okay, yeah. And who here thinks they're here to stay? All right. There's a lot of you. Okay. Who has a NorCal tattoo? Um, it's funny. I went to a comedy club the other night. No names. Um, and someone, someone was kind of, kind of dancing around using something that I use. And I was like, maybe they had it first. Maybe I had it first. No, Pam, you can't silence the truth. <laughs> I, I walked in, I passed the velvet curtain and, and someone was, I had, was startled. Uh, if you couldn't hear it in my voice, I was traumatized. Uh, I had to immediately evacuate my bowels and the club at the same time. But where, where do you guys go um, when, when someone steals your joke? Uh, thoughts, opinions? I'm done. Thoughts, opinions? <laughs> Pancake! He's upset! Yay! I did, that's the wrong thing to say. Hey, first I really, that the funniest thing you said was strange things you're upset about, the Altoids stuff. I thought that was hilarious and I feel like you could do a whole list of them, the non sequitur things that, where you get like, that was really funny to me that you were like, Altoids, they hurt my mouth! It was, I thought, found it, and I was thinking you could do a strange litany of things that bother you that are, you know, out of left field. Uh, Matthew Quinn. Uh, did you mean uh, JFK Jr.? You were born when JFK Jr. died? No, no just the same day as oh, okay. real JFK. Yeah, Eleven twenty-three. Well, that threw me off hard because he was assassinated in sixty-three. Right. And yeah, yeah. I look pretty good, don't I? Yeah, you were born at you were born in like ninety-two, right? I sound pretty good, don't I, listeners? Tweet us and let, sound let us know. Um, comments. Please. He asked. A, he asked a legitimate question. Has anybody ever had a joke stolen? And what do you do about it? Like. Yeah, I've had jokes stolen. <laughs> and that's all. And what did you? And you did nothing about it. You just let it go. And you're like, that's the thing. No, I confronted the guy, and uh, he said he was going to keep doing it anyway. What am I going to do? Sue him? Hmm. Huh. Um, Who did so, it better? No why you got to no bring comment. that up? No why comment. you got to bring that up? Why you got to bring that up? I and uh, Bill Maher stole a few of my jokes, but I haven't had a chance to confront him. Ah. Yet. Well, that's got to be just like really smart person parallel thinking. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hi, I got you, John Gallagher. Yay, John Gallagher's here. I just You can that. pull that out of the stand so you don't have to like lean over like a munchkin. And indeed. Thank you. Um yeah, I I love the like the goofy abstract 
energy. Um, and I, I think you, like, I, obviously this is joke workshop, but you break it up a little bit when you kind of like go back to your notebook or, or like talk in a meta way about the set sometimes. But I, I like the Altoid thing was great. I love that. Um, so sometimes like maybe you actually have a weird punchline instead of like having to say that you don't have a punchline. Mm. I thought you had a punchline. I didn't. Yeah. I thought that the Altoids thing stood on its own. And when you said you don't have a punchline, I'm like, fuck that. That was the punchline. Like just the, just that they're, they're so spicy in my mouth. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> and because you weren't talking about it at all. Oh, oh, Wait, you're you're. The, I met you at Cobb's, right? Yeah. You're the dude named Pancake, but you like yes, French I toast, just had a right? Set here, yeah. That's your whole thing. You like French toast, but your name's Pancake, right? Yeah. Don't tell, dude. Can you keep that between us on the sidewalk? Well, bro, this isn't like the Joe Rogan podcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this, is, this isn't going to millions. You know what I mean? This is. It is. No, no, thousands, well, I thousands, mean, I'm not thousands. insulting. I'm just saying that no, no, just I'm thousands. trying to remember who you are, and your name's Pancake, but your whole sh your thing is like you told me. Well, it was a secret, but sorry. Uh, but doesn't matter. Right, we'll wait for the tell-all book, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that you love French toast, which I thought you loved both. But <laughs> it doesn't matter. But, like, but you know what I like about, you know, there's a guy, like, you know, like people, who said the thing about, your whole you, you you're doing an interesting about your take on comedy because like sometimes like you're me you yeah you're very meta about your process and your outcome and I think that's interesting because you have a very solid you have a very interesting mind and and you probably don't see yet I would probably suggest you taping your sets and also another thing you should do in comedy like you would be great to like figure out something else because you do you want to write and act and all that kind of stuff too yeah yeah like, you seem like a very visual person like you know what I mean so I think that. With you, will all if you start doing everything you want to do, it'll all come around. But in terms of comedy, like you, you're a very interesting voice. You just don't see it all yet. I think the interesting thing is like from being in comedy, especially in this scene, guys who are very, uh, very alty, they're very structured at first. Or, or if you see it, it's very simple. It's just about the subject matter. Like you, it seems like you have you're doing a lot of heavy things, but yeah. it's taking you a long time to get to the end. I think it's. A, I think you just need to figure out if you're a long form guy or a short form guy. You know what I'm saying? It's like pancakes and French toast. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, but I, but I like, I like what you're talking about. Like I do like it. I just think that is. Are you gonna grab me with the setup or the punchline? Both. Well, some <laughs> the guys. Thing. Some guys. Some guys. Like you're like you ever check out Shane Wang? Shane Wang has great endings. He just has very. The beginnings are like okay, that's cool. But they always hit very hard. With you, it's very interesting because when you walk on stage, I don't know. You're, it's surprising that you're this smart because you look like a grown baby. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. you know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm an actor. I need to look young forever. Well, <laughs> well, you know, we're both bad. We both know you look young forever. Don't you know? Yeah. <laughs> Give it up for baby Huey. You know? Preservative. Put your hands together, everybody. Put your hands together, pancake. Yay. <laughs> All right, moving along to your next comedian. Clap your hands wildly. It's Ian Bardenstein. What's up, everyone? Um, I fucked up my neck over the weekend. I just woke up and it was like I couldn't move my head. I had to wear one of those foam collars and I looked like uh, it was like there was a foreskin made of life preserver around my neck. Um, 
looked like an Elizabethan harlot. Um, so I'm glad that's over. Um, let's see. Uh, so in Spanish, tengo means I have, and sueño means dream, and tengo sueño means I'm sleepy. It's very lucky then that Martin Luther King Jr. didn't give his big speech in front of a, Span a Spanish-speaking audience because he would have been like, I'm sleepy. And everyone would have been like, we love your energy, but that sounds like a you problem. When two starfish embrace, is it a hug or a high five? I read that um, white people are twice as likely as uh, any other group to have an out-of-body experience. And that makes a lot of sense, because what won't we do to escape white guilt? Um, advertising works. Some of you might not think it works, but I asked my partner why she was initially attracted to me, and she said it was because I'd was drinking a Coors Light, and now I have to keep drinking it because otherwise she might break up with me. Uh, I'm going to do an impression. This is an impression of a self-aware misogynist doing stand-up. Everyone in the world falls into one of the following categories. Bitches, sluts, pussies, and misogynists. This is the same guy, but he's uh, reformed a little bit, and he, he thinks he's a feminist now, but he has some work to do. I'm a feminist. I think men and girls should get paid the same. Um, let's see. Uh, so if you meet someone who drives a Tesla, there's something very specific that they're hoping you're going to say to them, which is, thank you so much, Tesla driver, for saving the rainforest and the oceans with your massive affluent dick. <laughs> and if you don't say it to them, they might be crushed because it says you will in the owner's manual. Um, I have no idea what I wrote down here. This is preposterous. Um, Sometimes when I'm traveling, I really like to just experience the place that I'm in. And uh, especially if it's scenic enough, people will come up to me and uh, they'll ask me to move so they can take a selfie of the Taj Mahal or whatever it is. And I'm always just like, can't you just Google it later? Like, there's plenty of pictures of the Taj Mahal. All you're adding is your face in front of it. All on there. Thanks, everyone. Ian Bardenstein, everyone. Yay. Yay. Hey, I'm a jerk today. I totally didn't listen at all because I'm training Kasim. That's so okay. uh, totally I'm okay. a jerk. I hope other people were like, have all, yeah. Hey, so I, li I like the uh, Tesla comment about the, um, I always think though, when someone has a Tesla, like, can you jerk off when you're driving? So that True. I'd go for that. Can you Thank touch you. yourself? How long can you touch yourself without you opening your eyes? Appreciate it. Um, I think when you were doing the 
switching characters to the misogynist or whatever, that was like an opportunity to do like a like some cool like a physical thing. thing. Yeah. And then also since you hurt your neck at the beginning, maybe that's how you hurt your neck. I don't know. You could do some weird jerky thing. I don't know. Just a thought. True. Thanks. Wait, what? What? One thing uh, I was want to ask you because what his comment? Do you want to be physical on stage, or do you want to? What is what like, when you're on stage? What do you? What's your dream? Do you want to get stand there and crush, or do you want to be demonstrative? Um, I think I could be more demonstrative than I am, but but the the safe zone is definitely, you know, being more understated. So I I would probably do like more voices and impressions first, and then do more like physical stuff. Uh, interesting. And and you're naturally really just still on stage, which is interesting. Like your body right now, you don't you don't rock. Because I have inner any, peace. Because you what? I, I have inner peace. But yeah, obviously. But it's like you. But it's it's unusual for someone. Usually people will rock back and forth or sway in some weird manner, and you're like super still, which is so. That's interesting because if you do do an act out, the juxtaposition will be greater. Uh, I did the same thing. Uh, I like the uh, the core's light joke about the girlfriend. I was kind of thinking about. Uh, kind of ex if you like explored the values like uh, the fact that your girlfriend was attracted to you that you had a Coors like girlfriend's like well maybe I upgrade to like a red wine girlfriend or like what a I don't know, that might be different just like different kind of drinks and different values and might be a kind of a thing worth pursuing I like it thanks a lot any other comments clap your hands together everybody for Ian Bartenstein Hooray, hooray. All right, moving on. Your next comedian. I'm really excited if he has something new. <laughs> no, last week he was talking about how even he's bored of his own engagement. Put your hands together for Ryan Schooley. I almost want to do engagement jokes just to spite you now, Pam. I, <laughs> I have new jokes. I have one new joke. Uh, that's a lot for me. I clearly don't write enough. Um, I don't know, guys. My, uh, I was talking to my parents this weekend. Had a little chat with them. My, my, uh, my parents had a weird job when I was growing up. My parents were uh, landlords in New York, and uh, not a lot of people know this, but there's, there's like a law in New York real estate where if you're a landlord, you're not allowed to serve eviction papers directly. You got to go through like a third party. You got to hire them. They do it for you. The only reason that I actually know this is because. When I was 13 years old, I was my parents' third party. That was my job in the family. And what a job it was, man. When, when, when invicting motherfuckers is your, like, family chore, you become a lot more open to mowing the lawn. That's, that's a real thing, you know? My friends would complain to me about the, uh, the chores that they didn't like. I'd be like, oh, yeah, Brian, really? You, uh, you don't like it when your parents make you take the trash out? Does the trash cry when you take it out, Brian? Is that a thing? Does it <laughs> does <laughs> Do you have to comfort the trash and tell them, hey, you'll get through this, you'll get back on your feet? I don't know, man. It was like a thing, too, in like the, the old days, you know, like the Middle Ages, where like you had to learn your family's trade, you know? Like if you were like a, a blacksmith, your dad would, would pull you aside and be like, all right, son, this is how you smelt iron. My family's version of that was my dad sitting me down, like kneeling me down, giving me some instructions like, all right, son, this is how you put a family on the street, okay? Look them right in the eye, tell them they don't belong. That's what you, <laughs> that's what you fucking do. I, um, 
I uh, I work I work in software. Uh, I lived here a year, and I, I did not want to admit that to any of you. <laughs> um, I I wish I didn't work there either. What? Which part? Uh, both actually. <laughs> yeah, software. I um, it's pretty. Though. I I work. I'm a I'm a software tester on a on a website, and it's made me see other websites differently. Though you know, like like Pornhub, for instance. Ton of traffic, one of the most trafficked sites in the on the internet, which means they have to like hire legit software. They have a department of legit software engineers that they have to hire. And as someone who works in, in tech, that's got to be a hell of an interview. You know what I mean? Like that's got to be a tough interview because you know the very first question that they're gonna ask. So how'd you hear about us? <laughs> yeah, I think the only job and or the only interview in, in tech that would be harder is Google because Google knows your entire search history. Pornhub just knows you like stepmoms, you know, that's all <laughs> they got on you. <laughs> I think working at Pornhub, that'd probably be the only job where like your boss would ever come up behind your desk and be like, hey, is that not porn on your laptop? I don't know what the fuck you think we pay you here for, but you... <laughs> Get rid of that fucking spreadsheet there, buddy. I'm going to do a lap around the office, and when I come back, I better see a Japanese girl crying, okay? That's what... <laughs> Pornhub, man. That's uh, it's the only job where you could make software money and your parents still aren't proud of you, you know what I mean? Like, they can't, they can't brag about you, you know? They can't be like, oh, you know, they're talking with their friends, like, oh, you know, my, my son works, he's a, he works in medicine, he's trying to cure cancer, and your mom's like, well, you know... I don't know if you've ever been watching a video online, but my son has made a feature where you can skip right to doggy. You know, it's incredible. You don't have to watch the blowjob or the eating out scene at all. He's a uh, he's a visionary. All right, that's my time. Thanks. Yay, Riot Schooly with this new job. So I was listening to you at the top of it. And your voice sounds like a young version of a famous voice, and I can't think of it. And I was just listening to it, and I'm like. It's some. I'm gonna figure it out. It's gonna come to me in the middle of the is night. I'm gonna be Ray like Romano? Alan Arkin or something. Yeah. It's, I, who is this book? Ray, Ray Romano. I got a bit about it. It wasn't Ray, Ray Romano, Romano though. It's like it's uh, and I don't. And it's gonna come to me in the middle of the night, and then I'll like scream this name, and it'll be really embarrassing. But um, also, you never said um ah like. You had no filler words. I, I started oh, okay. listening. I started trying to see if you had filler words and you didn't. I was like, motherfucker, it's really great. You have like a smooth cadence that just says words and it's great. That's a, that's a rare rarity. Usually I say a lot of those words. I think no, I just say fuck more <laughs> to make up for it. Maybe you know? that might be your filler word, but I yeah. didn't even notice that, to be okay, honest. Cool. So that was great. And I think the only other thing is that when you start talking about software and you start talking about hardcore porn, I feel like there's a really softball dick joke you can throw. Oh, in there. Like, yeah, yeah. There's got to yeah. be something. I mean, why not? Like, yeah, if you're yeah. already talking about porn hubs, what the, this, this, this is tis the time to throw in a dick joke. You yeah, know? sure. You know, the only thing w the, that I saw that, because it's, you were right, the, the fact that you don't add any ums and it's, it's airtight. Um, it made me really think. Like, I wondered how long you've been doing comedy, because you have there's, there's not the little things that are tripping you up. You seem like very, uh, you know, very committed to your ideas, and they're and they're funny, and you're really sing, sending every idea home. And it's funny. The only thing I thought about when when you did the 
the dialogue between like if you went in for the interview. Yeah, I think yeah. it could. You could. I was thinking maybe you're gonna keep going, keep going with it, keep going. But everything else, because it's funny when you start talking about your job on stage. I've always heard my boy Kevin Avery always talked about the minute you start talking about your job on stage, that you lose the faith of the audience because they start thinking, oh well, he's just like me. He's just trying to do something. But you have oh, such he's a, not a real comedian. He's just a software engineer. Yeah, he's just a yeah, funny yeah. guy. But your your take and your experience is something I've never heard about, and it's it was an interesting thing to think about. Like, yeah, delving into that world. But the thing about having a familiar voice or the kind of voice you have, it 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 makes people don't think about that. Like when you're you might have great jokes, but you never think about how you're saying it. Mm -hmm. And you have a really good voice. It is oh, Ray Romano like, but it's not your fault, it's your parents' fault. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> so but it's something that I think when you get on stage, people are gonna like buy your second joke, they're gonna be really drawn in. It's so it's really good. Do you, oh cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You don't mind me asking, how old are you? I'm thirty two. Yeah, you definitely sound like a really sad adult. <laughs> so that's cool. I am, yeah. All right, cool. Yay, Ryan uh, Schooley. Clap your hands together for him. Oh, more comments. Yes, I, I Jason. Have one. Um, I was going to say, I feel like there were more opportunities for like, like quicker juxtaposition and wordplay because uh, there were, I think there were a couple times. So there was one when you were like, you know, when I was like, other kids had this. Or like, you know, other kids would cut the grass. And then I feel like there's like a phrase that you could use. It's like very similar to cut the grass, but like oh very yeah much yeah. in opposition to it. And then there was like a second point where you were like, um, oh, like my son cures cancer. And then there's probably like something like, oh, my son cures this. Yeah, or, yeah. or like, you know, something like that. That I think it could be like way like a lot faster. OK, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll you uh, definitely want to listen to a guy who's made all the right decisions because he's wearing a velvet shirt. I mean, like, <laughs> so let's, let's listen. All right, thanks. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Ryan Schooley. Yay! Yay! All right. That was good timing on that, for sure. Come here, uh, Your next comedian. Oh, he's the hero of Mutiny Radio. He's so wonderful. And he's so funny all the time. And I love him so much. Put your hands together, everybody, for Matthew Quirk. Yay! See, it really don't matter because it's all about money. Okie dokie. Uh, did you guys hear about the uh, the flat earther guy who uh, didn't believe in the science of a round planet? So he uh, built himself a rocket ship and it, it, to prove that the Earth was flat. He was going to go up there and take a picture. Well, he definitely proved he didn't believe much in science because the rocket like crashed and blew up and now he's dead. And uh, I was, I was going to nominate him for the Darwin Award, but he didn't believe in evolution either, so... So fuck them. Uh, I went down and did a comedy show in L.A. a couple months ago, and it was like the guy who ran it had the same manager as the guy who's doing some reality TV show with Ron Jeremy in it. Uh, so Ron Jeremy was at this event. And is it weird that I recognize Ron Jeremy from behind? <laughs> I recognize him by the back of his head. Is that weird? Uh, you know, they're going to start making uh, meters uh, work in San Francisco, uh, parking meters, on Sundays and evenings. Yeah, socialist San Francisco for you, guys. That's socialist. Anyway, anything less American than that? Holy shit. Uh, let's see. Apparently, uh, clothes are the number one pollutant in the world. They outdo even cigarette butts as a pollutant. And... Uh, I guess we're going to have to wait till someone pulls a, a, 
a jacket out of a turtle's nose before anyone does anything about it. Uh, so apparently in Florida, a girl needs written permission to get an abortion, written permission from her parents if she's under 18. And uh, I think this is a good idea. We should also start getting uh, the, the guy should get written permission from the from her parents that he can come inside their daughter. I think that would be. I'd like to see that. Apparently, uh, Pete Davidson is uh, talking shit about Louis C.K. He's saying that he's glad that Louis C.K. you know got his comeuppance and had a fall. And uh, I wanna, I wanna, uh, guys, remind me to ask Pete Davidson next year when he's at this open mic, and Louis C.K. is still an arena filling comedian. <clears throat> Did you guys hear about the gun girl at Ohio State? The gun girl. Yeah, she's like a real, she's like a Tommy Lauren right wing. She went, she graduated from Ohio State and went back there to visit with an AK-47 strapped to her back. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently everyone at the university surrounded her and started yelling at her and apparently they were throwing shit at her and she felt scared and... And I want to, what's up? Like, I thought a gun would make you feel safe. It's almost like, it's almost like a gun doesn't make you feel safe. Uh, Trump Jr. got himself a license to go shoot a bear. And am I the only one here rooting for the bear? No? Good, good. That's good. Uh, let's see, uh, Trump is mad at the Democrats because they found out uh, Russian is meddling in the election. And uh, I think if Putin is meddling in your election, to me, that's a red flag. That's a big red flag. That's a flag that's so big and red, it's got a hammer and a sickle on it. It's a big red flag. Oh, I got feedback on that one. All right, thanks, everybody. Yay! Matthew Bird! I also like communism quite a bit. I'm sorry. I've got to fix like all the XLR cables and stuff this week before the festival. It happens at a certain apart. age, Pam. Let me tell you. Yeah. Um. I. I like. I love everything you do. I think you're hilarious. I love the communist joke at the end. Thanks. Yeah. I've. I, I don't think it was anything terribly new tonight, but I still. I always find you hilarious. <laughs> that sounded so. What is I was that too lackluster? I was sorry. Backhanded I don't like know, a wasn't motherfucker. So funny, but I guess the way you said it's so comedy. By, like, by the way, Seam, I'm I'm available to do my Ginger Lives Matter set at your white slavery show. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> Hero of Mutiny Radio. That's yeah. who I am. I like you. So here's the one thing I I watch your set because you can tell you know like Tony Sparks. We all know Tony Sparks, yeah. the black guy, uh, the host, uh, and he always says like in your set. Your set dictates where you want to be in comedy. Do you want to write for late night? Uh, maybe not specifically, but I do enjoy making politically relevant comments about yeah. social events and such. It's interesting because, like, when you watch people who are politically relevant, like whether it be Louis Black or Amir Rahman, that there's it's funny you hear the same thing when they talk about their process as they or their point on stage. That not because you're you're very engaging to listen to, but one thing is about like. 
you after about 20 minutes, you feel like, okay, I got this guy. So the other thing is like, what else do I know about this guy? So it's like, it's always Lewis. I think Lewis Black talked about there's two things they want. I want them to know about me. My love of politics, social political issues and family. You know what I mean? So it's like you get both sides of me. So one thing mm. is like, I like hearing like the socialist jokes and communism jokes and everything. It's like, but it's, I do kind of think like, what will be the tonal switching you like after about 10 more minutes, 15 more minutes, like what's going to keep me engaged to keep, you know, and have more. Have he more. shits on young people and it's hilarious. Oh, that's cool. That's his other thing is like, I'm old and you're young and you're stupid yeah. and I'm smart. Well, I, I also <laughs> like to, it keeps me joke writing. I mean, someone here was just saying that they haven't, they wrote a new joke this year and it's like, it keeps me joke writing to be in like this the political stuff. Like, it, especially these days, it really moves fast. Anyway. Other comments? Jason's comments? Uh, I love the Ron Jeremy joke. Um, I feel like there's an opportunity for a mix-up there. Because you're like, ah, like, uh, you could be like, um, you know, recognizing him from the back is like recognizing like some other person from the side or something like that. So I feel like, I feel like there's an opportunity to do that. I think we all recognize Ron Jeremy from the side. Let's be real. Also, don't listen to Jason. It takes him a long time to come. All right? I just want to let people know that. He told me that Saturday night, and I hate him for that. Al almost as much as that shirt. I mean, but that, you know. Yeah. Well, but, but you know, not in this room. If, uh, this, if that's like, there's, if it's actually been low, low dick play today. Yeah. Like, there, said actually, people haven't been talking about their dicks enough today. I'm really surprised. Well, I mean, they're so. So there we go. Thanks for bringing it up. That's you got to keep it. That's how you got to keep the year. brand strong. Keep the brand, the Monday night brand. Dick <laughs> jokes. Any other comments for Matthew Quirk? Okay, yay, Matthew Quirk, yay! All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands wildly and take notes for Cooper Carlton. Yay! All right, guys, real quick. If you see anybody around my age talking, 99% of the time, just don't listen. Like, even me right now, I'm probably not going to say anything you guys haven't already thought yet or, you know, anything like that. But, like, I got a real big problem in my generation. Like, I went to school with kids who had 4-0s that were on the crew team, shit like that. And they came back from like three months at college and I didn't go. And they are now thinking they're like light skinned SoundCloud rappers telling their telling girls like, yo, your eyes are popping. Yo, check out my mixtape. And it's like, what well, how did this happen? Like your dad owns a construction company. Like you're in pre med school. What's going on right now? You know, is that only me? Am I the only one who just hates people my age? Yeah, okay. Apparently it is me. Apparently it is me. But, like, yeah, so I kind of get why people hate us. But I'll be honest, it pisses me off specifically because I'm 18, but I look like I'm fucking 11, so I might be stuck like this for a while. Like, the other day, a girl asked me if I was 15. I was like, yeah, yeah, you met a 15-year-old on Tinder. Like, what, are you looking for your creepy little brother or something? Yeah, like, every time I go and go to Walgreens to buy condoms, the guy's always just giving me a look like, does he know how to use this? Like, like what dude are you gonna bring out a banana and just like show me or something like Jesus um yeah what am I gonna do for a career that's another thing I'm starting to worry about my only options that I've come up with at this point are either like the bait in to catch a predator or you know stepmother porn you know that don't always seem like an option yeah like 
I really don't get it. So, like, I want to be old, not, like, look older. I want to be, like, older than Matt old. Like, I want to be that old where I can just say whatever the fuck I want, and people are like, shh, listen, he's old. Like, it's right. He's been here longer. Like, I don't know if that's the young person in me, but, like, that's amazing to me. Because, like, some people, yes, definitely listen to them. They have great advice. But my mom used to bring me to my grandmother's all the time, and she used to be like, listen, learn something. She's like a library. And I, I would stop, and I would listen, and, you know, I would hear her, you know, scream at a hairdresser. She'd say, you're cutting me like a dyke, something like that, you know, something horrible. And eventually I just came to the conclusion of, like, you know, she's not a library. She's just racist and full of conspiracy theories. She's just fucking read it. Like, that's all she is. Yeah. Um, I have a bunch of douchebag friends. That's, like, a lot of kind of them. That's kind of all I have. And I feel like that's really useful because it's nice to just be like, oh, no matter how many times I don't text somebody back, at least I didn't break up a family. You know, just nice to think about. But then there's always those things where it's like, oh, you guys want to go to the football game? Ah, fuck, Jimmy can't go near high school. It's always, you know, problems like that. Um, Yeah, but uh, I feel like it's nice, especially if, like, they're a real big asshole and they're a chick, because then you can be like, you can get, you know, helpful and hurtful criticism. You'd be like, how do I look? She'd be like, eh, you look cute. "Eh, That's not what I'm going for. Well, to be honest, you look like you don't really last long. All right, guys, that's it. Yay! He's so young. It's Cooper Carlton. Yay! Hey, great job. You're totally young. Yeah. I would I would start with that. I'm 18. Cut all that. Like, it, I it, I was confused as to what I'm like. All oh, this poor little poor poor little rich boy kind of thing. Like, if I, mean, yeah. uh, I don't think it I don't think it I don't think it helps you out the gate. Yeah. I think that mentioning that you're 18 is the thing that's gonna will forgive a lot because you're a kid. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So you can get away with kind of some saying some really weird shit because you're 18. You don't know any better. Yeah. Um, but that was, that was great. I'd start with you're 18, and then I was like, you're 18 on Tinder. I'm interested about that. That's insane. Who is picking you up on Tinder? That's nuts. Is it like other 18-year-old girls? Is it 19-year-old girls? Is it like 34-year-old? What the mm. fuck is happening? With you on Tinder, I'm very interested in that. That's a good chunk to think about, like, yeah, like, what are, who are you getting? What do you want? You know, like, it's yeah, yeah. You never think about an 18 year old on a dating app, you know, because especially like you, you look like an alt right youth. You know what I mean? It, so, are you leading the racist chicks? Or are you in the dominating people of color? You know what I mean? Like, this, you know, so you just really want to show that white pride. You know what I mean? But no, but I, you know what's funny? You're 18. Yeah. Here's the great thing. Uh, in, this, in this sea of guys, ma- majority are not going to make it. I mean, it is what it is. This kid's 18. He's already talking this shit. Very smart. Yeah, you have the balls, those tiny balls of yours, right? You're going out there, and you're already succeeding. Like, because you know joke structure. You know, you're also very, uh, you're also very accountable for what you're talking about. I think you're leagues ahead of many of your like associates, you know, and I think friends. I think it's, it's going to be good, but I think the idea of, like, do you go to comedy college? Uh, the San Francisco one? Yeah. 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 I, I fucking knew it, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, not, that's no diss. Like, when you can really see, because you know how to set it up, knock it down, 
It's just I think that we're probably meeting people who so, who succeed from comedy college. They get into their POV. You know what I mean? I think yours is just like douchebag youth. You know what I mean? And I think <laughs> I think that's really cool. Don't get don't rape anybody. You know what I mean? That's I think yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Um. So you had a really funny joke, but you just have to structure. You just have to switch the words around. She's not a library. Yeah. She's read it. Just yeah. filled with racism and whatever else you said. Yeah. You said she's filled with racism and blah 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 blah. She's read it. Yeah. It, the joke is great. You just have to if you switch it and then yeah. give a break in between. It's, mm-hmm. it's well, wait per- a minute. I don't know about even structure. I think the idea is that, like with him, it's. I think the idea is like the great thing about being young on stage is because we all can revel in the fact that like you're young and finding yourself. So the idea is like if you're a, do you feel you're a dark person or a bright person on stage? Not in, not in terms of intelligence, bright like a just your yeah. overall being. Like are you a bright person or a dark person? Uh, I'd say Have like, you been molested? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we all know that. Uh, but, but are you a dark person or a bright person? Um, I'd go more towards dark. Yeah. I think that you delve deeper into your emotions. You'll see, like a good guy to look at is like Chris Thayer. He was very young when he got into stand up, but he dealt deep and he really processed a lot. And you can see it all work out. There's something very interesting about you. I really. I guess hope you don't die. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that you're yeah, going to start doing heroin man, and it's going to be really rough for you, but I've you're going to get an SNL. I've died already, man, so I'm, I'm one for one right now. Oh, so. my God. I can already see those pen tats coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Quirk, you got something to say? Uh, I just have, uh, maybe this won't help your set, but I have bad news for you about living to be my age. That They, they, they don't respect me. They don't listen to me. They don't really? take my, no, none of them. Fucking none of them. <laughs> Um, I, I feel like I, Pam mentioned the opening straight up with you're 18 and yeah. I, there's definitely a joke in there where you're like pretending to be a different age on Tinder. Yeah. Like you're like, I'm 21 on Tinder. Okay. Then there's cool. a joke. Then that's somehow the punchline or whatever that yeah. <laughs> yeah. 21. I used to say I was 21, but now I'm just going with the truth for whatever reason. Yeah. Like what yeah. age does a really young person want to be on Tinder? Um, and uh, more of like an area for exploration. So you're you're kind of telling us why you or like things that you kind of criticize or don't like about people who are your own age. But like all of us are like that's a curiosity. We like you were like you don't, do. You, am I the only one who doesn't like anyone my age? We don't know people your age. So like tell us more about that world and what's it like to be your age and in San Francisco, which is really like not a city for eighteen year olds as far as I can tell. Yeah. That's that's a really interesting thing that I would love to hear more about. So right. keep it up. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Cooper Carlton. Yay. <laughs> Moving right along so that we have time for everybody. Clap your hands for your next comic. It's Will Brown. Yay. Thank you, thank you. So good to be here. I'm happy. Uh, and I do have the dick jokes. Is everybody ready for like eight minutes of gay dad dick jokes? <laughs> I mean, I know I only have four, but it's going to feel like eight. I think that's... I don't know if any of you guys have told people it's going to feel like more, but I have. Um and there's been a lot of talk about porn on the stage tonight. And I don't know, maybe some of you guys recognize me from one of those oops, I fucked my stepdad videos, but I've been in a few of them. And, you know, it turns out like making internet porn isn't as lucrative as it used to be. Maybe somebody can back me up on that. But I'm not a rich person, but 
I do. I, d I am a gay dad. I have a I have a gay son, and uh, he's just turned thirty. And I know, like you know, I met him when he was twenty five, but I f pay a lot of his bills, so I feel like that counts for something. Um, and if you if you want to drop in on a real real life, you know, like modern postmodern relationship conversation uh the other day he sat me down and he's like dad uh, i gotta ask you for something and i'm like all right how much is this gonna cost me uh but he was like no it was actually really about our relationship and you know all the tutelage has been paying off he 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 wanted to talk to me about my twitter you know i have like a dirty little twitter and he's like he's like i i'm i just would like it if you would unpin that post from the top of your twitter feed which is of me finishing on a really nice, handsome, gay boy who, well, man, man, who um, was nice enough to let me film it. And he's just like, you don't have to delete it if you could just unpin it. And because the guy kind of looks like him and I think he was uh, feeling a little insecure about our relationship. And I'm like, pup, you're, you're, you're my number one. Uh, I. I see where you're coming from. I'm going to unpin that tweet. I didn't delete it, but I did unpin it. So, um, and it's, uh, you know, I mean, there's straight people that you might just be like, wow, or you know, people listening in Turkey or Azerbaijan or Idaho might just be like, what is going on in San Francisco these days? Um, but you know, this might not be your relationship now, but you know, maybe ten years in the future, you're going to look back on this podcast and be like oh wow, that gay dad really had some info for me. I, you know, like now I know what to do in, in my relationship. It's like, you'll get there. But you know, gays, we're, we're trailblazers. We're always, you know, fighting the good fight, getting out there, doing the things that you're not able to do yet. And, you know, we lead the way, not just in like fashion and haircuts, but in like relationship dynamics where we're doing it. Um, and where am I at? Okay, I'm just gonna, oh. But so, you know, you can check out my uh, not porn Twitter. I'm not going to announce that one on here. But my uh, my uh, comedy Twitter, Mike Brown at, uh, oh, no, wait, no, not Mike Brown. I, I definitely Will Brown, Will Brown Comedy on Twitter. And I just posted a bunch of stuff. I'm obsessed with Red Fox these days. Uh, he's amazing. He uh, has a lot of jokes about gay people. And I mean, it's not always in the most flattering light, but uh, he, you know, he mentions queers and sissies and stuff like that. I just felt happy that I was represented, you know, back in the 70s in his material. So I, I encourage you guys to check it out. All right, thanks. Will Brown, everyone. Um, I share your appreciation and fervor for young, attractive men. <laughs> I know we're like the same age. I'm so happy that you're doing it and you're like unabashed about it and you're like, whatever. This, thank you for blazing the trail. I'm doing so what that I can. <laughs> just want to say that to go to start with. And um, I do think that you should, this is a free speech podcast hub and I think that you should share your porn Twitter. Um, I'll think about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One day. I only positivity. Like. Oh my bad. 
Sorry, I, that was going to be my question too. Is it, uh, would you be ins would you be insulted if I asked you for like a link or something of some of your work so that I could sure. look no, at it? We'll talk about it off mic, maybe. Yeah, off yeah, mic. Sure, sure. Okay. <laughs> cool. I didn't know you could even watch porn on Twitter. I'm learning so much tonight. Now that uh, what's the other one that they took the porn off? Uh, Tumblr. That Tumblr. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It all Tumblr had some Twitter weird porn. Now, yeah. 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 Mm. Uh, Maybe I missed the line because I was taking notes and trying to pay attention. But you did the whole the whole like oh, I'm a I'm a gay dad bit, right? And I was mm -hmm. like, oh well, you know, I found him. He's not actually my son, but I pay for all this shit, right? <laughs> I thought you were landing on guess that makes me more of a daddy than a dad, right? And right, maybe right. to avoid the obvious, there you say a father instead of dad when you introduce mm -hmm. the joke. Oh, that's a good you one. Say like, I'm yeah, a father, right? I, you know, I'm it sound wholesome. It's like well, I guess it makes me more of a daddy, and then uh. that's. Makes it makes the kind of puts the final pin, making the whole thing clear. Yeah, I'm a little bl low blood sugar right now. I'm not <laughs> thinking very clearly, but yeah, that's a good idea. Thanks. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and then the bit about what was it the uh, the step? What was it the step? I'm, I'm sorry, the beginning. The step. Oops, I fucked my stepdad. Yeah, Why? I feel like the it's usually not an oops when they're fucking the stepdad. It's usually <laughs> an oops it's on purpose. It's an it's an oops when they're fucking the stepbrother or the stepsister. Um, you know what I mean? Okay. And I don't know that. I don't know if that's really advice or anything, but that is just something I know about porn. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then when the guy, uh, when he's asking you to like take the, the pin tweet off of the pin, just uh -huh. uh, say it like, and I said to him, what was your name again? Or so like just <laughs> complete disrespect after he goes to this whole diatribe of like, Ouch. yeah, something like that. I don't know. That's my thoughts. Right. You, you know, it'd be interesting. Um, if you taped yourself a lot to see if you're um, a comic that wants to be known for their character or their content, because like yeah, I'm I'm really watching you, and I think that there's a certain way that you're talking, a certain words, and there's a certain uh, energy that you have, you know, and there's a certain com and there's a great command that you have, and because you feel like there's there's a thing about you. It looks like you feel like you're better than the people you're talking about, oh, even the, in the crowd. Okay. And that's a it's an interesting tightrope to be on, but it seems like. There's a part of the set where I want to feel like, uh, where do you fall? Because you have this interesting relationship. Like you have this kid, your your kid, who's he's, telling you that he's thirty to be, you know. Oh, oh, <laughs> you're oh. Now well, he's thirty. I met him when he was. 20. Oh, so your guy is telling you to unpin a tweet. Yeah, he asked me to unpin a tweet because it was a twenty-one-year-old, and he kind of looks like him, and he's kind of like, I think he's a little insecure. That's funny. That's funny. That insecure. You know what I mean? I uh, yeah. I just think that if you you know because you think about like like not because you're gay. Uh, because that's wrong. Uh, but <laughs> but you know, God said that. Uh, but it's like that back then. Like it's that when you look at somebody like Nico Santos, he'll even tell you like he was somebody that was knowing that he knows that he knows his character, and I got him. You know, from here to open mics to superstore, because he knows that that character. He rides that joke, and and with him, he knows that from like even from watching him and hearing him talk about, it, he doesn't want to spend too much time on a joke. He just knows at the end, people really want to know what he just thinks, how he reacts. Mm -hmm. So it's an interesting setup. Problem, thought about it, solution, what he thinks, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, it's very consistent. I think you're very, it's really great to watch you. It's really, I would love to see you just that or go into stories. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, see you at a story open mic because there's more, I can see you doing drama, more mm -hmm. act, you know, there's more freedom. So, like, it's, yeah, it's cool. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody put your hands together for Will Brown. Thank Yay. You. Yay. Okay. 
You're our next comedian. He runs the F um, comedy. He's awesome. He's going to do some jokes, take notes, and stuff, and be nice. It's Marty Cunny. Yay. Hi, everybody. I, uh, oh, shit, this is louder than usual. I, um, I'm uh, getting, getting older, getting into my 30s. I thought I'd be, you know, I thought I was going to be more worried about it until I realized that I am like, now the most important demographic to advertisers, right? Like everyone's just trying to sell me shit, right? Like every shirt I own now is dry fit. Like all my collared shirts, everything, it's perfect. Everything is moving at my speed, it's amazing. I have two dry fit Hawaiian shirts, okay? I thought I was going into my 30s unprepared and lo and behold, I'm not gonna look like just some regular alcoholic. I'm look like the fucking softball team coach in Margaritaville. This is the life I'm looking forward to, okay? I, uh, some people say they age like a fine wine, right? I'm just trying to age like a wine, right? Like maybe like a Trader Joe's wine, right? Because I used to come in bags, but now that my girlfriend's on birth control, I'm coming into boxes. Okay, uh, what else? Uh, speaking of girlfriend, uh, my relationship's going well. You can tell it's going well because I've got a mustache. You guys see this thing? I'm not saying that my girlfriend likes the mustache, right? She actually hates it because if I don't walk close enough to like next to her, if I'm just like too little bit behind her, people start asking her if she knows I'm following her, right? And then if I get her too close, then it just looks like I've already succeeded, right? And I'm just threatening her all the way down the sidewalk. Like if you go down, we're both going down, bitch, okay? This is... But the mustache is good. It's, 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 I'm trying to say to her, it's like, babe, this is the greatest sign of commitment, commitment that I can give you. This is my promise ring, okay? Because this says that I might go with the fellas. We might have a good time, but don't worry. No one's going to try and fuck me, right? Because women know that a guy with this mustache probably mostly meets girls by buying underage kids alcohol, right? Like that's, that's not the look I'm going for, but it's what I've got, right? It's like, no, officer, these white claws are for me, okay? It's... Uh, Turns out there are still laws when you're drinking claws, guys. Mostly the statutory ones. I, um, but the mustache works for me too, right? Because what does it say to the guys? It says, fellas, offer me drugs. I'll do that, okay? This is the highway to the danger zone. I'm not even going to ask what they are, all right? So you got three holes. Pick one. Let's party, okay? Oh, boy. Uh, I don't miss being single because everyone in the single city is woke as fuck, and I... Uh, don't have that look. I am. Uh, I don't. I don't have the woke look. Does everyone here know woke means? Is that is everyone familiar with the term woke? Sometimes I have to explain it because woke just means you're progressive. It means you're liberal, but also means you won't shut the fuck up about it, right? That's it's like social veganism. It doesn't count if you're not telling everybody. And so, I uh, and this is a very important city to be woke in. This is where every, This is where woke was born. This is the woke capital. The city is so woke, this is where we invented the all-gender bathroom, right? That started here, right? That's where it started. I mean, we just call it BART, but still, you know, everyone's, everyone's welcome. You don't even have to pay. It's great. Uh, the only rule is don't eat a sandwich, I guess. Um, but I... Uh, Ah, oh, fuck, what else was it? Uh, woke. Uh, yeah, I, d I don't know. I think I thought I was woke, and I realized that all the podcasts I listen to are sponsored by dick pills and betting sites, right? Like, that's not quite the level I need to be at, right? It's like, Joe Rogan, you are fucking leading me astray. But I, uh, I thought, I, I, and, you know, people look at me, and it's like, I can't be lecturing people on woke either, right? It's like, I got to look like I got a lot of opinions about border control. Uh, it's not, it's not 
the guy that people want to hear woke about from, right? It's like I look like a substitute teacher who teaches a class on racism, you know? Like, not like the history of racism, but like how to do racism, you know? It's, <laughs> it's, that's not good. And, uh, but you got to be woke, right? Because, I mean, the important thing is that I've learned was that being woke will get you laid, right? Because you got to be progressive in the streets to progress to those sheets, right, guys? It's, ladies, if he's woke, let him poke. 2020, let's start this decade off right. Guys, that's my time. Thanks so much. Uh, Marty Cunny, yay. Um, Sorry, I kind of hurried through a lot of that. No, no, you were getting through a lot of material. It's a, uh, that was a long way to go to get to bags and boxes, but I still I know it's that those are two kind of jokes kind of mushed together. I don't, the, the Hawaiian shirt thing's new. I'm just feeling it out. I, I, yeah. liked, I loved everything you did surrounding your mustache all oh, the thanks. way through. I thought all of that was very fun. All the way through to Bart being just a giant bathroom. That was, <laughs> I 100% agree with that. That's very yeah, funny. I like that one. Bar bathroom one is a good misdirect, uh, and then also the did you did you drop a with the mustache one when you're following your girlfriend? Did you drop a is this man bothering you? Oh, that's good. That's a better way to say it. Like so, that, I mean, yeah. you can just put that in like right away, and then go into everything else, or you know, maybe even just that was something because that's funny because that's something that actually happened with my ex. Like this is back when I looked creepier with the long hair and the beard, but I uh, was following like five steps behind and a car like pulled up and like was just trolling. I thought he was creeping on her and then I realized he was trying to protect her from me. (laughs) 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 But that's like, I feel like that's too long to say into that joke. You know what I mean? I I don't know. I think that might, like I might be, it might be good to work that in because that's super funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's better. I'll try that. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting and good. And then also I think the, I, don't know, I think the the podcast one about the being woke and the being <laughs> marketed to be gambling and dick pills is just a good joke. I think that's yeah. fucking funny. <laughs> that's fucking true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, this resonates too much. <laughs> anyway, good job. Thanks. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the joke where uh, it looks like you're a predator to your girlfriend. I think that there are more. <laughs> I think that there are more scenarios. That, uh, that I feel like you should explore because it's like you s- you have the mustache right now, so it's like it's so visual. That yeah, I think yeah. It's I mean, that's the thing is imagine. I have to like make sure that I have the mustache trimmed so that I can do those jokes, which is kind of annoying. But I, it's not the worst thing in the world to cut them out of the set. But it is nice to have that to fall back on the visual mustache joke. Uh, awesome set. Thank and, you. Um, I don't know if I missed this on the when you're walking with your girlfriend bit, but you kind of described two ways that it doesn't work out. And I was curious, like, what's the Goldilocks scenario? Like, is it that you're walking side by side, but with enough space between you to show that she's doing it of her own volition? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a good that that rule of three, too, because that's like the final like this is how it works. Like our arms akimbo, do si do. Like that's what we learned in high school for some reason. Yeah. That's good. Thanks. Um, I, the part about the three holes went by really quick, like drugs, like pick a hole. I did kind of hurry through that one. That was because yeah. I was just trying to get. That's a, that's one I've kind of done before, so I was just kind of running through that it. That just left me thinking, like, which holes is he talking about? And maybe you're not using all the holes that you could be using for drugs. <laughs> I don't know. That's exciting too. Uh, <laughs> sounding drugs is a new one. I would not. I'm not interested in that. Uh. Mart. Do you, um, and I know some people have uh, strict rules not trying to do appearance jokes off top. Do you ever move your mustache jokes to the front of your set or maybe the to the mustache first jokes quarter? usually lead off. Lead uh, off? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because those are, 
really strong. Because I, mean, I usually, st- I mean, you, is, I usually start like crowd work a little bit about relationships and the crowd, and then I move to my relationships going well because of the mustache. Yeah. Do you ever mention that your girlfriend is a, uh, is she's black? It's a punchline to one of my woke jokes. Actually, I go into a whole like stereotype about. Uh, it's too long to do the joke here, but there, there is. That's like the punchline. It's like surprise, girlfriend's black, but you didn't see that one. Well, coming. wait till March to do those. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to let you a little advice, especially in Oakland. All right, uh, but no, really, really funny stuff. I always love the way, you, like, you really just hit, try to really hit hard. You know what I mean? Because, like. You know, because you, you look like a white beater, so you hit the jokes <laughs> like you're white. You know what I mean? So, there you go. All right. <laughs> Clap your hands together, everybody, for Marty Cunningham. Thanks, everyone. All right. Uh, two more comedians left with comments, and then it's just an open mic. But your next comedian, very funny young man, up and comer on the scene. Put your hands together for Sam Carroll. Yay! I think the nicest thing someone ever told me was that that I look like a Kurt Cobain if he never did heroin and he only did Percocet. I've been told that I look like Aaron Carter if he never performed his hit song, I Want Candy, and instead he just did Percocet. When people meet me, and this is just what I'm told, uh, they often think that I'm either hugely full of shit or I'm really that person. But really, I'm just a huge piece of shit. I'll give you an example. The other day, I got on the bus without paying my fare, which is what one does when they're about to rob the bus. And here's the thing about robbing a bus full of people. It just works better if you're not wearing any clothes. A, because you're more aerodynamic, and B, it's just faster. I can't explain why, but it's faster. So here I am, greased up and naked, holding a Whole Foods bag of people's wallets, when this guy feels bad for me and he gives me his Eisenhower jacket. Now I didn't know the man, but I was grateful. I found $20 in that jacket and I gave it back to him because what goes around comes around. And I got off the bus and then he got off the bus and followed me. I think it was just his stop though, but that was a mistake on his part because it was just dark enough for me to rob him of $20. What goes around comes around. I look silly walking away too, in just his jacket and his pants. He gave me his pants, invited me to dinner too. I had to decline, I had tickets to Hamilton. Does anyone in here have any STDs? Uh, I don't have anything for that, I just wanna see Anyone will see anything? I, I, don't, I don't have any STDs. I'm not really afraid of STDs either. That's not what scares me sexually. What scares me sexually is uh, fetishes that I can't keep up with. Crazy fetishes. Like the other day, I met this woman in the Tenderloin. I was driving, and I beeped at the guy ahead of me. This woman came up to my car window to see if I was all right. You know, maybe I was having some road rage or something, but we ended up chatting, and it turns out she knew about this party, and I thought she was lovely, so I invited her into my car, 
That's all she was talking about was party, party, party. She didn't speak very good English, but she knew one word, and it was party. And I was on board. So I'm chatting with her in the car. It's going great. She's touching my leg. I'm thinking I might be able to make love to this woman before we even get to the party. But right before I'm about to slip it in, I find out she's got a money fetish. She would not do anything for less than $15. No. Told her, no way, Jose, am I going to pay for it. And unless you want me to turn this car around and not go to the party, you better start acting like a lady. And pull your dress down. Your belly button is showing. She wasn't the only one in the car with a fetish, though. I have a fetish. I think it distinguishes me. It's, uh, I'm rare among my breed. I have a consent fetish. Love it. Love consent. Nothing gets me more excited than a woman signing the dotted line of the documents I prepared in advance and trifolded in my back pocket. I keep those consent papers on me, and you should too. Keep them things on you just in case you get stopped and frisked. I like, to, uh, I like to go up to every woman in the bar and ask her if she'll sign my permission slip. It's legally obligating. Just kidding. No, it's not. I met this one chick with a rape fetish, and we had bad chemistry. Because I respect women, and she was a piece of shit. I dated this one girl for a while who had a choking fetish, and I know what you're thinking. It sounds hard. It sounds difficult. But it wasn't. She had a peanut allergy. I would just take a little skippy, put it on her nose. Fuck her doggy style. All right, thank you guys. Sam Carroll. Well, now that you made me listen to Norm MacDonald, I feel like you sound like Norm. On your story, I was like, on your bus story, I was like, oh, he sounds like Norm tonight. And I didn't know if that's just because you made me listen to that stuff or if it was that you really are influenced I by do it. love Norm. Other comments from people? <laughs> um, lead off joke. Uh, the Percocets, recall, keep going with the Percocets things isn't bad, but I feel like uh, here's how I, I think I'd like to hear it is I look like Kurt Cobain with bad aim. Um, AKA, <laughs> yeah. Um, but then add on the third one, because then you go to what was it? The, what was the second one? Uh, Aaron Carter. If Aaron you Carter. Uh, and then you look like the third Wilson brother. Uh, Wilson brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but then also Percocets. Like, just <laughs> keep going. Like, yeah. third Wilson brother, didn't get into acting, just like something, something, also Percocets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's my thoughts. Yeah. Thank you. I will steal that from you. Thanks. Do you look like a... I just had to sit through a consent workshop, and I think one of the things that I learned was that consent can be withdrawn at any time, which maybe you could work that in. Oh, okay. You can withdraw at any time. Consent can be withdrawn at any time. Is that a thinly veiled dick joke? Okay, good. No, 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 no. Kasim, <laughs> um, do you have anything to say to Sam? Uh, no, nah, he's going to be a favorite amongst young comics because you just have that, like, I have no reason to live vibe, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're kind of right. You know, you're just saying whatever's in your mind. You're just like a, you know, just like, you know, it's just, 
that's the interesting thing about this is like this is so great about mics because people you see those guys who when they get to the showcase level and they've been forging this whole act you know what i mean there's something great about how free open mics are because i don't know man you just yeah you're you're just a sick guy yeah yeah and i like yeah. that dude you're just an active shooter with a mic you know what i mean and i think that i think it you're you're gonna be really good when you're I hope you. I hope you get arrested, right? But I. <laughs> I've been arrested. You can look at my mugshot. Oh, you I got oh, multiple what? of them. Where are you from? Boston. Oh shit! I should run. All right. Yeah. God damn it. Oh, good old racist on stage. Sneaky racist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that. Liberal politics, but also very under the surface racism. A, do you have a podcast? Do I do I podcast? Yeah. Yeah, in here. No, I mean like a like a like a real. I don't have my own show, but Pam lets me get on the microphone. Yeah, you should have a podcast for sexual favors. <laughs> it'd be interesting to know your. It'd be interesting also true. know your politics. <laughs> it'd be interesting. You you have a you have a lot. There's a lot you can. It's something I really feel. I feel drawn to hearing more about your sick mind. You know what I mean? So, uh, but he's a very free bird. Yeah, very free. I guess a bird <laughs> shitting on people. You know? <laughs> he's a little. Well, I thank love, you, I thank like you, Kasim. I appreciate uh, that. Thank uh, you. Don't listen to me. And thank you, Pam, for asking Kasim what he thought. I wanted to hear what you were going to say. Yeah. Does anybody else have anything to say to Sam? Okay. Yay, Sam. Yay. Sam Carroll, everyone. Yay. Okay. Your last comedian who gets comments tonight. Clap your hands together for John Gallagher. I found the creepiest thing you can say in any situation when somebody asks what you're doing. If somebody asks you what you're doing, just say, scouting talent. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I picked up the book uh, by Stephen King on writing. I don't know if you guys have read it, but it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a good, helpful book for writing. There's a passage that when I read when I was younger, I liked a lot, uh, where he's talking about like he was so fucked up on like uh, alcohol and cocaine when he was younger, he didn't remember writing the book Cujo. And uh, there's like a thing where he's like, charming. he's like, man, I was so high, I don't remember writing this book at all. And then he puts this little humble brag at the end where he goes, but I wish I could have. <laughs> there's some pretty good parts to there. And you're like, cool, dude. <laughs> cool brag, Stephen King. And then like, there's a difference between reading that as a kid and reading it now. Because now it's like an over 30-year-old, you know, fail, <laughs> whatever. You read it and you go, you know what? Fuck Stephen King. <laughs> Because he's like sitting there and he's like, oh, I was so addicted to drugs and alcohol, I couldn't remember the scary dog book I wrote. You're like, shut up, dude. It's like, was your, did your life change at all in any way? He's like, no, I was a millionaire the entire time. You're like, shut up, dude. <laughs> Eat a dick. I uh, don't want to be into astrology. Uh, well, I have, a, I have a bad astrological side. One of my friend's moms is super into astrology. And she was, she, I gave her my stats because I was curious. And she goes, oh, you're a Virgo. And then she does this. She goes, Ew. <laughs> She's like, cool, I don't know why I wasn't on board the first time. I was like, what's the problem with being a Virgo? She's like, oh, it's like, you know, you're star signs, you're a virgin. It means you're, like, uptight and judgmental. I was like, really? Cause that sounds like what the fuck you're doing right now. That sounds like you. And she's like, well, it's not, I'm not a Virgo. I'm actually a Capricorn. I'm like, what's that? It's like, oh, it's a half man, half fish, or a, a half goat, half fish. I'm like, that's gross. <laughs> like, I see what's happening right now. This is a little astrological jealousy, you know? If you see a Virgo enter a party, that's annoying. But if you see a half goat, half fish, that's a crime against humanity. Like, nobody's excited to see that. They're just like, how did a goat fuck a fish? Why did that happen? 
I'll tell you that right now. One other reason why a, vir- a virgin's better than a uh, half goat, half fish. How many, how many people have suicide bombed to fuck a half goat, half fish in the afterlife, huh? I'll tell you zero. Zero right now. In fact, if there was a guy going like, hey, I got a cool religion for you. If you suicide, you strap the C4 to yourself and blow up this bus, you can fuck as many goat fish that you want in the afterlife. And this guy would be like, no, thank you. I don't, I'll pass on that. Okay. I had a parrot and a cat growing up, which is weird because parrots have the intellect of like a five-year-old. There's an African gray that gets really smart. And cats hunt the parrot. They're, they, they get excited and want to eat the bird. So it's like on one hand, you have a, <laughs> a really smart thing that's constantly in fear for its life all the time. Now, the cool thing, though, is the parrot could learn phrases. So the cat would try to hunt it, and the parrot hated it. But the parrot would study how my parents interacted with the cat after a while. So the cat's like hitting the cage. And one day the parrot just is fed up and doesn't want to deal with it anymore. So it constantly studies my mom and memorizes phrases that my mom would say. And so one day the cat, like I said, hitting the shit out of the cage. And the parrot goes down and in perfect imitation of my mom's voice just stares at the cat and just goes, here, kitty, 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 kitty. <laughs> Which if you ever want to see a cat just shit its pants... Because it's like just seeing a devil or like an exorcism happen, you know, something taken over its body. Then that's that's what you see. You see a cat just go, ew, gross. My food can talk. No, thank you. Yeah. I was talking about uh, me and my me and my girlfriend are both uh, older, older siblings. And we we're talking about bullying our younger siblings. And so she was be calling me a jerk because I was like. You know, you used to do the older brother shit. You'd be like, ah, you can call him a piece of shit or whatever, call him name call. And I was like, what would you do to name call your sibling? She's like, oh, I told my younger brother that he was an alien and wasn't from this planet because he was so pale. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like, you're the normal one? <laughs> it's like just causing irreparable psychological harm for fucking decades. And I called him a name. I don't know. Uh, thanks. John Gallagher, everyone. Hooray, and then yay. Uh, I love to hear you do new stuff. Um, I always think you're super entertaining. And oh, thank you. Talented. Party. Uh, I feel like I want to hear examples of the scouting the talent thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I probably should. <laughs> Just yeah. I mean, it, is that fresh? Is that a newer one? It's, it's yeah, brand new. Yeah, I think that's something I want to hear example. At least one. Oh sure. Okay. You know, or at least that's an opportunity for a callback too, because all you got to say is. Somebody asked me what I was doing. Scouting talent. talent. Yeah, that's that's got a lot to, to run with, though. I like that. Okay, cool. Um, you're getting all pissed off at Stephen King. What's your proud blackout moment, right? Yeah. Like, oh, oh yeah. Well, I one time woke up with just a warning in my pocket. Okay. So, yeah. Fuck all you. right. Okay. Yeah, like it, compare it to something. Totally. Because I wrote a great joke when I was black. <laughs> yeah. Want to no. hear it? Yeah, uh, yeah. No one does. Yeah, no not, one not, does. Even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not even. Not even that. Everyone read Cujo. That's fucking funny. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, the goat fish fish goat thing. With the, when they ask the guy if he's gonna strap up the bomb, he's like, "Wait, wait, wait! You only have goat fish. Do you have any fish goats?" Uh, oh, never mind. Never mind. I'm out. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. All right, cool. Thank you. Well, yeah, I agree on the. The blackout idea. So now I have I have nothing to say. I I was gonna ask. Uh, so first week I did comedy. You had a joke about um, someone uh, getting turned on by drawing hentai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what happened to that? It's still around. It's oh, still. Okay, it's still I love that joke. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, yeah, it appeals to a very specific anime <laughs> anime crowd. All of us used to beat off to cartoons and still do. You know. 
love the the goat fish fish goat thing. Um, two things popped in when you were when you were doing it. One is like, could you when, when you asked like, where does this come from, or like, when did a fish fuck a goat? Like, could you work in somehow? It's like a super fun cleanup site. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the other thing that popped in was like, uh, what makes it a goat fish versus a fish goat, or like oh, which one is better? That's very um, important. If you want to go down that in that path. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Nice set. Yeah. Thank you. If you have to do it. Hello. Hi. I'm a big fan. <laughs> What's up, Steve? I'm I'm stalking you. Okay. Uh, uh, no, uh, John. You know one thing I like about John is that when you walk, like you know, like sometimes people don't want to hear. That what you know what you are when you're on stage. Like I know what your I feel your joke's gonna be like. You have this contentious relationship mm-hmm. with people and everything. Sure. And I think the idea is like once again, it's like I know how you're gonna feel about that person. But I, it's funny to think like what the person sees when they talk to you because it seems like you. Cause I've never seen you do like a long set. Okay. Right. So I'd like to see like what how these do how these bits would develop. You know what I mean? Because it's all that interplay. Like you're watching, you're seeing, and where the twists and turns. Like what makes you a whole person on stage? So I think that I do like the whole point. But I think at, at a certain point, people will be like, "Yo, I, I get it. Like you're just a crank." You know what I mean? Oh, but, okay. You know what I mean? Like what's the sensitive side? What's all this? But the but the jokes are they're great. Okay. Once again, big fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Thank you. Clap your hands together for John Gallagher. Uh, we have time for Jason King to do a set. Put your hands together for Jason King. Hey, how's it going? What's up, dude? Um, if you're listening on the radio, please donate to Ad Mutiny Radio. Yeah, that's what we do. We do it every time. Um, so whenever I see a picture of someone skydiving or bungee jumping, they're usually white. And my theory is that white people do dangerous shit because their lives are never at risk. <laughs> right? Like, I don't need to put on scuba gear and go shark diving to get my heart beating. Right? I could just put on a hoodie and buy some Skittles. Right? My life's in enough danger. I don't need another way to taste the rainbow. Yeah. Think about, like, black superheroes, right? Can you name five? No. Their life's in too much risk. Their human alter ego is black. (laughs) They're not worried about catching villains. They're worried about getting profiled as the villain. (laughs) Also, you don't want to get stopped and searched as a black superhero, because you already stand out, right? It's like you there, black guy, six foot five, 250 pounds of muscle, step aside, right? They search you, they pat you down. It's like, wait, you're wearing Superman's suit. This must mean you, you're, you're a thief. You know, we attribute a lot of uh, inventions to white people, but maybe like, you know, black people like skipped out on certain inventions because of the risks that those inventions would bring on, you know? Like think about like light bulbs, right? If I'm dealing with racial prejudice, I don't want you seeing that I'm black, (laughs) right? Like think about the sewing machine, right? If I'm dealing with, you know, people getting lynched, like I don't want the KKK sewing more cloaks, Okay. Think about like polio, right? Made it a lot easier for people to use their legs, right? But if I'm dealing with hate crimes, I don't want there to be more people that are going to kick my ass. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So 
you know, whenever I think about uh, celebrities getting canceled, the people I feel the worst for are the impersonators. Because they have to learn a whole new skill, right? Like, think about, like, a Michael Jackson impersonator. It's like, ah, I've imitated Michael Jackson for so long. Where am I going to find a kid to blow me? <laughs> <laughs> or think about, like, Bill Cosby, you know? Oh, fuck, I forgot how that joke goes. Fuck it. Forget it. <laughs> fuck it. Um, let's see. All right, I got one minute. Um, blah, 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 blah. So... I don't know if you guys know this, but most black Americans inherit, inherit their surnames from white people that were trying to label their property, right? That's why you have like, you know, Denzel Washington, you know, things like that. Um, obviously, this doesn't apply to your African friends because you're never going to find a white dude with the last name Okonkwo, right? You're never going to meet like a Dustin Azikiwe, right? <laughs> That's not going to happen. Um, so understandably, I don't like to meet white people with my last name. Like, because, like, if someone's family used to own yours, like, the phrase, my dude, takes on a totally different meaning. <laughs> right? Unfortunately, there's a dude named Jason King in the apartment directly above me. Right? And he takes all my food deliveries. Right? Um, all, whenever my family visits, they go straight to him. Right? And then he has the audacity to complain about noise. Right? So I wasn't going to say anything. Right? But I had to. Because uh, I was afraid, you know, maybe like some anger would come up inside of me. So I get up to the door. As soon as the door cracks open and I see like the white socks with the sandals, like 400 years came up and of anger came up in me. And what I was going to say transformed into, I'm tired of you robbing me of my possessions, separating me from my family, <laughs> and I will not be silenced. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. Jason King will not be silenced. Oh. I think we don't, yeah, you don't get comments. I think we might have time for Ivan to do, Ivan Chu, I'm looking at you. You got, like, you get three minutes. Everybody, Ivan Chu, yay! And, and thanks, and thanks everybody for giving me money. I really appreciate that. Or Venmoing, or taking pictures and putting it on Instagram to make um, Mutiny Radio look cool. Or passing around anything for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival next week. I mean, it'd be really, the support's really awesome. Everybody, Ivan Chu, yay! Yay, thank you. I like watching another man get pleasured. I think it's a very charitable thing. Hey, at least he's getting something, right? All right. So today I was by the bar station, and it was this homeless guy asking for change. He would ask every dude that passed him, how are you? Nobody replies him. And then until he reaches this one white dude, this white dude just went, well, better than you. And then he was just so sad. You could just see his this homeless dude's face change. So you don't have to be so honest. But then the white dude said, like, to be honest, and he took out a bunch of $100 bills. I think you need one of these bills. And he just gave the $100 bill to him. I was like, damn, what a responsible way to be an asshole, right? What a responsible way to put some man's ego down and then just financially compensate him. What a great way. Fuck yeah. Uh, I've my favorite thing to see is another short Chinese guy being with a white lady, white girl. It makes me really happy, which is why I'm never happy because I never see that shit going on. Like we need, like we need more representation in porn, dog. What the heck? I've always seen a. B okay, fine. I love black dudes, sexy with a white girl. All right, fine. White girl, white dude with white girl. Okay. All right. Then where the hell is my Asian dude? 
Right, wait, where where is my Chinese? There is three three two billion Chinese guys on this planet. That's an untapped market for the porn industry, right? Where where's everybody else? Like what the heck, man? Like I feel I'm misrepresented, dog. So I was walking down the street following these two white girls. Don't ask me why. All I, th all I know is dark. It's a really dark street. It's dark because the fat one looks skinny and the skinny one looks fat. I mean, I'm not to objectify women. So they were walking, walking, and they saw me walking. They were really afraid. They were, took, they were taking the, the uh, handbags really tightly, walking, walking. And suddenly she looked back, and you could see her face change. She was like, nah, this guy could take him. Like, nah, it's Chinese. I could take him. Like, it was like he was ready to beat my ass, dog. Like, ladies be walking the street, be ready to beat people's asses. Oh, well, I don't know what the hell that went. But thank you for listening, dog. Thank you. And you guys have a good time, dude. Ivan Chu! Well, we did it. We got through everybody. I didn't get to do jokes, but that's okay. I think I'm going to go to Delirium and force Warhol to put me up so that I can feel like my life has meaning and purpose. No, no, no. This definitely gives me meaning and purpose, and I'm really glad that I hope everybody got good tags today and they worked everything out. Thank you again um, for your money. If you're ever on Facebook, which I know is dying, but let's just say you're on it, and then you just like like something about the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, that would be amazing. It starts next Sunday, and please come to things. It's going to be really fun. Yeah, so Joke Workshop next week is going to be a special joke workshop with like people from the festival, and everyone's willing to come because it's going to be really fun because they're going to be comedians from all over the United States giving each other tags and stuff and fun. So um, be a part of the audience. I like... I always want your money, but I won't like totally make you pay because you're a comedian. But everybody else in the world, please, please, please give me money. <laughs> okay, uh, this has been fun. Thanks, Kasim Bentley, for learning the board. We'll train again, but just stay here. And um, hey, everybody, thanks for being here. Okay, bye. your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th, 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in 7 days all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Carmine Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 
podcast, and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. MutinyRadio.fm. Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm. Streaming live the station. MutinyRadio.fm. District of the Mission. MutinyRadio.fm. MutinyRadio.fm. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to MutinyRadio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at Mutiny Radio. FM. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead parasites? Well, shoot. From time to time, I'd be giving it a thought or two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, 
there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radio. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radio. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counteroffer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counteroffer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, 